Leading in a season of ambiguity and crisis takes the highest level of leadership. Welcome everyone to the very first John Norman Leadership Podcast. We're gonna be sending you content on the last Thursday of every month, so make sure you subscribe, and that way when we create more content, it goes directly to you. Well, quick intro. Um, I was born in Norwich, England. Uh, spent 10 years outside of the UK with uh, in Australia and South Africa and America, leading teams, teams of volunteers, staff. And we're passionate about church building. We lead Soul Church, which is part of the Hillsong family group of churches around the world. And I'm also the chaplain in Norwich City, Premier League Football Club. Long may that continue too. So fantastic. All right, let's jump into today's message. Uh, you know, right now we are facing a global pandemic. So if you're listening to this podcast in 2021, 2022, later on, this is very much focused on the season we're in right now. And so I just wanted to add a little bit of context to some of the things I'm saying today. I don't think any of us could have um, probably guessed or thought about the magnitude of the challenges that COVID-19 could bring. And as leaders of businesses, organizations, churches, uh, football clubs, keeping vision in front of our people, our teams and our staffs and volunteers right now is critical. In times of crisis, um, often our attitude can be to maintain to just hold on to what we have or maybe even neglect or retreat, wait for the waters to settle. I believe that our job as leaders is to take people through to the other side. In crisis, people aren't looking for motivation. People are looking for leadership. And this is what this podcast is about today is to help you lead your teams through these choppy waters. Um, one of the most advantageous ways of doing that is to lead people, continue to lead people with vision, fresh vision. So to kick off this inaugural podcast, I want to have a conversation about leading with vision. Nothing excites me more than to talk about vision. Even in this COVID-19 season, I love talking about vision. Every time we're in a crisis, what keeps me alive as a leader is not putting on the news right now. It's talking to people, like-minded people who want to talk about the future. And since the beginning of time, uh, the world has been shaped and transformed by visionaries. I think about Henry Ford, who had a vision that he could create a car that everyone could afford. I think about Martin Luther King. He had a vision where uh, nations and creeds would come together, and he led that civil rights movement in the 50s. I think about Alexandra Graham Bell, had a vision to create a machine that people could talk to each other remotely. Now we know it as the telephone or mobile phone. So I love hearing and being around visionaries and shapers, people who dare to believe and see the impossible, even in the midst, in the midst of adversary. You know, why do people turn to addictions and drugs and crime and gangs and even suicidal thoughts? Because they stop envisioning what their life could become. A wise king once said, without a vision, people perish. And right now as leaders, we have an opportunity to paint a picture of a brighter tomorrow. COVID hasn't just put a mask over people's faces, it's put a mask over people's futures. 
So our job as leaders is to remove the mask and actually give people hope for tomorrow. Um, So I'm going to just share three thoughts, three really quick thoughts to help us lead our teams, lead our staff, our employees, our organization through the eyes of fresh vision. So um, I want to encourage you uh, through the podcast to just to take time, jot some notes down on your phone, on your notepad, however however you like uh, taking notes. Number one is this, leading with vision requires requires digging deeper. Leading in a season of ambiguity and crisis takes the highest level of leadership. My leadership, and like so many leaders around the world right now, is being tested to its max. And we need to prepare so much more internally than we do when the waters are calm. And as the leader of the pack, our job is to dig deeper in this season, dig deeper than everyone else. Right now, so many people on your staff, so many people in your organization cannot see a way through. But I want to encourage you today that when you dig deeper, you are going to be able to see a brighter tomorrow. We have to find that little something extra that others don't have. How do we do that? That's a great question. How do we dig deeper in this season? I think it's this. I think it's by digging deeper privately. I think it's an internal thing. And to do that, I've asked myself daily these four questions in digging deeper, four honest questions that I've asked myself. And I'm just going to share with you these questions. I want you to write these down. Number one, do I need to step away from my organization or business for 24 hours? Now, This is creating space between you and the organization. In times of crisis, three times in the last two months, I've had to walk away, literally switch my phone off, not go into work, close my laptop and walk away. Um, You know, I am now a keen gardener. If you'd have told me that six months ago I would enjoy gardening, I would have laughed. Um, I even bought myself a hedge cutter. I have got a battery-powered hedge cutter, and I'm also working on how to get stripes on my lawn. Why? Because I've had to step away from the organization because of the pressure and the challenges, and rather than trying to go, you know, heavier and heavier into it, I've made a decision that in times of crisis, to go deeper and to lead people with vision, I've got to internally, first of all, step away. It's so important that we replenish our emotional tank. And how do you do that? You know your early, know your early warning signs. It's like our cars. We all have dashboards. And if you're running low, what are your indicators? For me, it becomes I become irritated quicker. With Chantelle, I become irritated quicker with the kids. And I also become uh, more irrational around people. And that's why as leaders, we've got to have the courage to step away. When we step away, we replenish our tanks. And the organization is still there the next day. It is still there. When I came back to the next day to Soul Church, guess what? It was still alive. It could handle a day off without me. And so it might mean for you, clearing the shed, going for a run, uh, you know, going for a swim, whatever you like doing. As a follower of Jesus, as a Christian, I'm committed to my personal devotion, um, my meditation in the morning. It sets me up for a win. Um, but you know what setting, uh, stepping away also does? It gives others a chance to step up. So the first question we ask ourselves is, do I need to step away in this crisis for 24 hours? Number two, do I have screen fatigue? This is huge. This is something we're all becoming more aware of. Screen fatigue, 
two months ago wasn't something that I was aware of, you know, but I think many of us are zoomed out. We're what, you know, we're WhatsApped over, we're FaceTimed up, whatever your language is. Um, I got my stats this week and my, 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 my screen fatigue is I'm 117% up on screen time than I was this time last month. And so what does that tell me? I need to step away. I need to take some time out. Uh, it might be that you need to keep your phone downstairs at night so you, you're not going to sleep and you're having blue screen effect on your brain. Number three, third question we have to ask ourselves to dig deeper is this. Do I need to call someone I trust? We all need to have people that we can be honest with and transparent with. Um, you, you know, you catch what you're close to. Have some hot numbers in your contacts who replenish you who you can call and say, I'm having a tough time at this today. Why? Because when you dig deeper, you replenish yourself and you help envision others. Number four, fourth question I want you to ask yourself is this, do I need to ask my spouse or a close confidant how I'm doing? Often I found that those that are closest to us know us the best. And, you know, for, for me, that's my wife, Chantelle, and she's amazing. Um, and, you know, i I've been having to have some really honest convos with Chantel. And I've been saying, how do you think I'm doing? And some days she says, hey, you're leading great. And other days she says, hey, you just need to step back. Um, so, you know, one of the questions that as leaders we really struggle with, but I want you to use this question with someone you trust. Ask this question. It's this. What is it like to be on the other side of me? What is it like to be on the other side of me as a leader in this crisis? Let me tell you, that's a tough question to ask, but that answer is going to help you grow as a leader. And so leading others in crisis begins with leading ourselves. And remember that people will only rise when we lift up the level of our leadership. Number two, second thought today is this. Leading with vision requires rising above frustration. I'm an A-type leader, I'm a doer, I'm a driver, and I don't like being stuck in this box that we find ourselves in. And I don't like being told how to spend my time, where to spend my time, who to spend my time with. I know many leaders are getting frustrated in this season, I get it. I love to travel, I love to inspire, I love to move things forward further and faster, and I've struggled. Honesty moment coming up, okay? Very first moment, we, we film church, so we can't meet like churches all over the world we can't meet in buildings anymore so we're filming from a from a home studio and the very first uh day we we gathered to begin to film the team i had a meltdown i had a mini meltdown because i was used to speaking to hundreds sometimes thousands of people and now it was just me and a camera operator and i'm thinking is anyone going to watch where are where is everyone and why because the frustration was building there are so many uh, constraints and regulations and there's so much red tape out there right now. And as visionary leaders, this can be our worst nightmare. But what makes us the leaders that we are today is because we have pushed boundaries and we've bent the rules and that frustration can really build up. And if I had a pound for every time I prayed, God, give me some more patience right now, I would be a very wealthy man. And, you know, we all need more patience. There's no such thing. If you live in the UK, there's no such thing as nipping to Tesco's anymore or popping to Asda. You know, you leave in the morning, you tell your wife, I'll see you tonight because I'm going grocery shopping. You get in a long line and all the frustrations that come with just picking up some, some, some chicken nuggets for the kids. And the frustration's building at home. The kids are tearing up the house. Everyone's living on top of each other. The internet goes down. We're all in meltdown. So come on, just painting a picture of the season that we're in. But here's the deal. We cannot lead with vision when we're full of frustration. So here's the key. This is the key. This is the takeaway I want to share with us today. We have to allow frustration 
to to birth vision, not negative emotion. I'm going to say that again. We have to allow frustration to birth vision, not negative emotion. Let me just unpack this a second. As a church, we uh, we have a foundation, the Soul Foundation. That's the outreach arm of our church. And COVID nineteen, like most cities in our world has caused unprecedented need in our own backyard. Uh, so there's poverty now. People are on the breadline. And so as a church, we decided to respond to that and make our faith tangible in the city. So we started a food redistribution initiative. Now, here's the deal. The frustration of COVID drove us to create a new vision. And so you have to create vision from your frustration. In your business, do not allow the frustration to bear fruit in negative emotion. Allow it to birth a fresh vision. You know, as a church, and I'm not just saying this to brag on our church, I'm actually bragging on our team, but we have now distributed over 120,000 meals to those in greatest need in our county. Why? Because we made a decision. We weren't just going to sit at home and get frustrated by the poverty and the need around we were actually going to be responsive and we were going to make a difference you know we can't do everything but we can do something the idea of this podcast today was birthed in this season you know i dreamed about doing something like this probably for two or three years but in lockdown the frustration of lockdown i realized that this could either be a season where i become frustrated or i become fruitful and so i decided we got together with a small team remotely and we've put this together and if it wasn't for covid19 this wouldn't be coming to you today so i wonder as a leader what's frustrating you What are you allowing to birth in your life? Maybe you need to turn the frustration into a book. Maybe you need to turn the frustration into a new business idea. Maybe you need to turn the frustration into your own podcast. Maybe you need to turn the frustration into something you've always dreamed about. 2020 will be known for, I believe, some of the greatest innovation and creativity and ideas as people birth vision instead of frustration into into their future. So as a leader... Number one, we personally got to dig deep. Number two, we've got to rise above emotion to birth fresh vision. And number three, and finally, is this leading with vision requires honesty and optimism. You know, our staff and teams and volunteers, what they're looking for right now, I think two things. Number one is complete honesty. Here's what I'm realizing more than anything in this crisis. We have to lead with honesty. You know, people don't necessarily want us to have all the answers guess what we don't as employers as leaders as ceos we don't have all the answers but they do require us to be honest with the information we do have and i think honesty is really it's about telling people what's happening not what you're feeling you know for me I don't have to share all my feelings, but I need to share what's happening in the organization. You know, what I'm feeling is I want everything to go back to normal. I want life to be, the new normal to begin. But what hap- what's happening right now is far from normal. And so our staff and followers are looking for greater levels of authenticity and honesty. You know, we've, we've just communicated to our church and we've been really honest. We, we don't want to gather physically until it can be great. Uh, you know, the idea of a church service without physical contact, physically distanced is just not who we are. We have have an auditorium of six, seven hundred people. Well, to put a hundred people in there, which is what we could do. That's not who we are as a church. So we've been really upfront and honest with our church and said, hey, we don't want to do church until we can give you a great experience. You know what? People want to hear honesty. And sometimes that's a tough conversation. Um, we've got hundreds of people in, in church who are desperate to get back in the room, but we've had to have the honest convo. You know, as a leader, what attracts me to other great leaders is honesty. 
One of the guests coming up on the podcast shortly is Stuart Webber. He's the sporting director of Premier League Norwich City. And he's a great friend, but he's also a huge visionary. But what he leads with is he leads with real, true honesty. You know where you stand with Stuart. And he leads Norwich City Football Club with a sense of honesty. Fans, supporters, people, they know players. They know where they stand with him. I encourage you as a leader, don't keep things hidden in this season. Be honest with your staff. Be honest with your employees. Have that conversation that you don't want to have people would much rather know where they stand right now right at the start of this crisis we made a decision with our staff we told them hey we're going to keep your staff your roles your positions for three months minimum why because we had a reserve policy in church and we wanted to make sure that our staff felt secure and safe in this season and you know that honesty has brought such a sense of strength and unity uh, to to our team so keep the vision honest number two um, keep it Keep a sense of optimism. You know, this is critical with leading with vision. I'm going to bring this to a close here. We need to lead with a sense of optimism. Optimism. People follow optimistic leaders. Pessimistic leaders have never changed the world. Now, as a follower of Jesus, I call this faith. We like to call it faith. And so we lead with a sense of faith. Right now, people cannot see past, the majority of people cannot see past the present crisis. But our job is to paint a picture of a brighter tomorrow. I'm a firm believer. We all arrive in life where we allow our thoughts to take us. And what separates leadership from followership is how people communicate the challenges that we're in. And so you can either lead with optimism or pessimism. But as I've said already, pessimists never change the world there's always been a major crisis in the world every decade or so we've had a major crisis but this is an opportunity to shape people to help people and to grow people so i want to encourage you as a leader of your organization as a leader of your staff to start the day with hope we gather our staff every single morning for 10 minutes and we share good news we pray together we share a good news story we sent we, we we start the day we create a sense of optimism and you know julian of norwich he said this he said all shall be well and all shall be well and all manner of things shall be well i believe there's a power in speaking good news and positivity and a sense of optimism into our staff and teams at this time hope is on the horizon we're going to come through. Let your words paint a picture of a brighter and a brighter tomorrow and a brighter future. And remember, leading with vision, it requires us personally digging deeper. It requires us rising above the frustration of the season we're in. And finally, it requires honesty and optimism. As we do that, I believe we're going to lead people into a sense of a great tomorrow. Hey, thanks for joining us today. I'd value your commitment by liking it, sharing it, subscribing to it, commenting on it, and sharing it with your teams. Remember, you are your only limit, and this podcast is to lift the level of your leadership, and as you rise, others will rise around you.